Episode what eighty eight eighty let me look man eighty eight yes episode eighty eight uh it's not gonna be long man I'm I'm gonna fly through this real quick um crazy thing is we had at least two episodes lined up but of course life happens. I mean, we're we're all adults and, you know what I'm saying, personal things do come up. So as of right now, the podcast had to take a back seat. So I didn't put an episode up at the beginning of this week. Um, We's going to come back in and talk about the NFL prior to uh, tonight's games or whatever, give our predictions or whatever. And then we were going to do one, me and Avery, on a post that I made last week. And it's a controversial post. I'm tongue-tied, excuse me. But I just so happened to be scrolling and I saw somebody share it. So, you know, unfortunately, Avery had something come up, so he couldn't do it. So I'm just going to touch on it. And feel free to reach out. We'll do another episode on this topic because I would like to hear different opinions at the end of the day there. Technically, there is no right or wrong, but today's episode is going to be based on a social media post that I seen and it goes as follows. Unpopular parenting opinion. My kids don't have to say ma'am. When speaking to adults. So when I saw that, I was like, what? I disagree. And then I clicked on the comment section. And I was floored, like blown back by so many people that was like, this is slave language. Um... Black people shouldn't have to say sir or ma'am. And I refuse to teach my kids to say that. I don't require my kids to say sir or ma'am. So when I shared it on my page, I had a few, you know, people from my friends list that commented on it as well. And it was actually like a 50 50. And I, I actually, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So that's why, you know, me and Avery was going to talk about it, but something came up. But like I said, I got to have an episode for this week just to put something out there. And um, I'm going to give my own personal thoughts on it. But before I dive into that, quick congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. They actually beat the Kansas City Chiefs today. Shout out to the Rams. 
beat the 49ers. Jimmy G just wet the bed once again. I think the 49ers had that game under control, but it is what it is. Um, like I said, if I was a betting man, it's going to be tough, but I, I think Cincinnati might pull it off, man. I think Cincinnati's got a solid enough defense and they got the offensive weapons to put up points. Don't get me wrong. The Rams got Stella, uh, Stella, got studs on the defensive side, got a monster in Cooper Cup. I, I would, I wouldn't be mad if OBJ got him a ring, him or Stafford, you know what I'm saying, knowing how his career went in uh, Detroit all those years. So can't be mad either way, but I feel like the bigger – Cinderella story would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, man, nobody in a million years thought Cincinnati would be in a Super Bowl. And to have a second-year quarterback coming off the injury that he had his rookie year, like, man, that's that's phenomenal. So, again, shout-out to Jarrett. Met him through, you know what I'm saying, sneaker groups. Good dude. Me and him had, you know, a couple little transactions back and forth in terms of sneakers. Had several conversations, so shout out to you, bro, because I know you a, a diehard Bengals. Shout out to uh, Jamar here in the city. Y'all ride or die for the Bengals, man. So salute to y'all. So another kudos, big ups to uh, Coach Keith and myself. We finally had our first game of the season. Uh, COVID's been, you know, throwing a monkey wrench in there. And then uh, the kids been out on NTI. So, you know, snow and all that. So our games kept being postponed. This should have been our third game. But, you know what I'm saying, everything got pushed back. So we had our first game. And kudos to us. And this is all going to tie into the topic of this episode. Um... We got our first win, and the kids played phenomenal. I've been on this podcast several times just talking about how, like, man, practices has been hard, trying to get through to these kids, a lot of bad attitudes. 90% of our team has never played organized ball before, so it was a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to teach them – the basics, the fundamentals of the game, and try to mold them into an actual basketball team, look like a basketball team, function like a basketball team. So for all these weeks that we've been practicing, going four and five days, the tension was just high. And I guess at that point, it's like, man, you know, just like relationships, man, it's like, you know, after a while you get around each other, you, you see them and hear their voice so much to where it's like, all right, I need a breather. I need a break. <laughs> I'm tired of you. So sometimes I feel like the kids get aggravated with my voice. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not one of those dudes where I expect perfection. But it's like, if I see you mess up, we're going to stop right then and there. So I can make you mindful of the mistake. So that way, next trip down, hopefully you don't do it again. If you do it again, I'm not going to necessarily stop it, but I'm going to say, hey, man, we just talked about this. And I hopefully after, you know, repetition is the father learning, in my opinion. 
Like you you can't beat just getting in reps. The more you do something, the more you get comfortable with it, the better you get at it. So again, do it again. Do it again. And then after a while the kids get aggravated and tensions start flaring or whatever. But like I said, it's been a long process. And again, we're still at the beginning. So I'm not going to celebrate too much or, you know, get ahead of ourselves because there's still room for improvement. But I'm saying that going into our first game, not having any idea what product was going to show up on the court. That was one of my biggest fears was we've been with these kids for all these weeks, going hard, practicing hard in the gym. And there's been days where I'm just like, dude, they just don't get it. They in there fighting, arguing, talking back. Like there's no chemistry. There's no togetherness. And I'm just sitting there like, dude, like, I have no idea, but the fear was we're going to get out here, wet the bed, and then all the parents are going to be like, what in the hell, excuse my language, what have y'all been working on all these weeks? Like, we've trusted you all with our kids in hopes that you're teaching them something, and then we all pay our hard-earned money to come to the game, and there's, like, complete chaos, like a, a circus so I'm just sitting there like praying, like, please, like, let us go out here and look something like a team. Like, I know it's the first game. A lot of the kids is going to be nervous. Lord, please. Like, I'm begging. And they got out there. And when I tell you, man, those kids played amazing. Our 2-3 zone looked good. They were forcing turnovers. They was going for loose balls, getting deflections. One of the kids on our team that we've been begging him, like, dude, rebound the ball. Like, you got to jump. Go get the ball. Like, he was getting rebounds. They was pushing the fast break, getting the ball out. And before I knew it, the referees was telling us that we could no longer press. We couldn't put any more pressure on the ball because we was up too big. And it's like just seeing that. And then, you know, of course, you know, we had the game, you know, recorded, you know, bits and pieces of it or whatever. So I went back and watched it. And just looking at that, it's like, dude, like, no matter how hard practice really was mentally, they were actually able to bring it all together and put it out there against competition. And it's like, you know, I'm pretty sure after you play against the same people over and over every day, you get bored and the motivation may not be there. Whatever the case may be, I don't know, whatever clicked. Like I said, um, just like relationships, sometimes you just need a break. So with them going on NTI, you know, some days we wasn't able to practice or we opened the gym. A few kids might show up, but the whole team was not there. So we just kind of, you know, got some shots up, dribbling, uh, you know, drills and things like that. But it wasn't a full-blown practice. So whatever happened, hopefully we can build off of it. We had an amazing week. So with all that being said, 
going to carry back over to the actual topic. Like I said, I'm not going to be on here too long, but like I said, I felt like it all ties in because <clears throat> again, I'm going I'm to repeat this. The post said, I will not require my kids to say ma'am or sir when talking to adults. And that's me paraphrasing. I already closed my phone. Now I'm gonna have it pulled up here. But I was reading through the comments and all I kept seeing was slave language, slave language. And I'm saying to myself, how do we get to that point to where people consider the word sir or ma'am as being classified as slave language? Now, this is where we come across that thin line where I'm not trying to tell people how to raise their kids or how their kids should talk and all of that, because that ain't my place. My business is my own three children. And then some people was like, no, nah, that's that, that's that Southern mentality. Like that, that comes from the South and people were just coming up with all these different things. And I'm like, dude, like to me, in my opinion, and I almost don't want to say, use the word opinion. Like, that's just a sign of respect, man. Mannerisms. Like, <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with no slave language. Because if that were the case, then if you were only addressing Caucasians as sir or, or ma'am, then I would get what you're saying. But it's like anybody that I come across that's older than me or they have a position to where it's like, you know what, they're in a position of authority per se. And I guess that's kind of where people are trying to get to the whole slave thing or ownership. But it's to me, it's a sign of respect. I wouldn't dare go into my grandparents house and they're like, Hey, come here without saying yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Are you hungry? Yes, ma'am. Do you want something to eat? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I need you to go outside and go do whatever. Yes, sir. Same way with my parents. Like, <laughs> hell, I'm 37 and I still catch myself saying that to my father. You know, yes, sir. Like, blah, blah, blah. Not no, you know, like he has control over me, but just out of out of respect. I just shouted out Coach Keith. Sometimes I, he's like, man, dude, stop calling me Mr. Keith. Stop saying sir to me, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's so natural to where it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think about it. It just comes off natural. My mother-in-law <laughs> used to say that to my own mother. My mother used to be like, yes, ma'am. To my mother-in-law. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, how does that get tied into slave language? And, um... It's just like, <laughs> I'm reading through some of the comments. I got it pulled back up. Somebody was like, y'all taking it too far, talking about slave mentality. It literally means just having manners. I say, yes, ma'am, sir. No, no, ma'am. 
sir, the children. So that makes them my master. Now y'all wild. And it was a few people on my own post that was like, nah, I don't say that. I can be polite by saying yes or no. And I'm like, it ain't even about being polite per se. I mean, it's just, I, I guess you can say that, but it's just like respect. The same way I'm talking about these kids, we had a situation the other week where one of our players caught an attitude, flipped out. They out there arguing, fighting, doing whatever. And after practice, we pulled this kid to the side and we were sitting here talking to him. And he's sitting here rolling his eyes, stirring up in the space. And I say to him, as a young man, when somebody's talking to you, you look at them when they're talking. And he just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody had ever said that to him before. And I'm like, if somebody asks you a question, you say, sir, like that's a sign of respect. Like that's disrespectful. If an adult is talking to you and I told him, I was like, whether it's your coach or your teachers. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. Like, and then all of a sudden this conversation comes up. So now it's like, you know, I don't want to insert myself into how people raise their kids. So this whole time I'm sitting there like, damn, I can't wait to talk about this because now it's like, did I go overboard by trying to tell this player to address us as sir? And it's like, damn, like, is this really where we are? <laughs> In 2022, like now we're contemplating on how we should teach our kids how to talk to one another. And that's where I wanted to go with this, because it's like. To me, in my opinion. Being able to sit down and talk to people and have a mutual respect for one another. And to be able to acknowledge your peers and differentiate who your homies are versus somebody who is in a professional setting. That can take you a long way. This ain't got nothing to do with slave talk, slave mentality. None of that. Like. I don't I don't even get the correlation between sir and ma'am and, and slave talk. And if somebody's listening to this, please feel free to reach out to me and give me your perspective on it. Because at the end of the day, look, check this out. I'm reading somebody's comment. It's like, y'all be reaching with this. Um, ma'am is short for madam. It's French. It ain't got nothing to do with slavery. Just another form to greet a lady or elder in a polite and respectful manner. Sir also comes from French translation and is simply used to greet another man or elder in a respectful manner. And I'm like, like, again, somebody has got to explain to me how that correlates to slave talk. Cause it's just like, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I hate to keep repeating myself, but it's just like, it don't go together at all. So anyways, what I'm saying is we're living in a world where 
in my opinion, you have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to adjust to your surroundings. In my opinion, this is a kill or be killed society. And if you don't know how to maneuver and conduct yourself, then <laughs> it's survival of the fittest. With that being said, my parents raised us to respect our elders. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. When somebody's talking to you, you have respect for them and you look at them when they're talking to you. If you walk into a room with a man, you reach out and shake their hand. Now, that's something that I have to work on myself because I don't often, you know, reach out and shake people, people's hands because at the end of the day, I got small hands and I don't like when people squeeze and all that. Like, that's a whole nother conversation right there in its own self. Um, <laughs> I hate when people squeeze my hand. Like, don't do that. And also, I will admit, sometimes I have a hard time looking at people in their eyes when they talk. Because I have anger issues. And if we're having a heated discussion, I can't look at you because it's going to make me even more angry. And oftentimes that's how me and my own father used to have a lot of disagreements or whatever. Because he's like, look at me when I'm talking to you. But it's like in the back of my mind, I'm like, nah, man, because this is going to go somewhere else and I don't want it to go there. But again, I never disrespected my parents. Like I knew not to cross that line because I was going to get my ass whooped. Excuse my language. But um, it's like all of this, if you fast forward from my upbringing to the times we're living in today. And every time you look on social media or hear conversations in public, you know, you're like, man, these kids don't care about nothing at school. I'm talking about these kids don't care about nothing on the basketball court. And it's like, why do y'all think that is? It's because you got people that's teaching their kids not to respect their elders, not to respect somebody that's actually trying to give them the tools and the keys to life lessons. So if I'm a parent and I'm telling my kid, they don't have to call their teachers ma'am or sir or show them signs of respect. Then when they go out into the real world and you have to start applying for jobs or you sitting in a boardroom with a bunch of executives and you getting ready to have a meeting and you have to have proper etiquette when it comes to speaking, you ain't going to know how to do that. And then people are going to look at you crazy because it's like, wait a minute, who raised you? Who raised you? Like, what's what's going on to where, like, when somebody's trying to talk to you and ain't nobody even getting on to you? That's why I try to tell them kids on the basketball team all the time. I don't care how loud my voice may get. Nobody's getting on to you. You all need to learn how to listen and just apply it and go play. But instead... You have a generation of people that if anybody tries to get on to them, they build this wall. 
and you'll never be able to penetrate it because they just immediately shut down because not only do they not know how to talk to people, they don't know how to receive the information back and process it to understand that, dude, this is to help you. Whether it's to get better in the classroom, whether it's to get better on the basketball court, whether it's to get through a job interview or anything of that nature. It's like you have to be able to communicate in order to figure this thing out. But if you have a whole generation of people that's like rebellious is how I'm going to look at it. Like, and I know that might not be a fair term to use, but it's like, why would you teach your kid not to respect people. Now, don't get me wrong. Respect is earned. If you got somebody that's rude and don't respect you back, then no, I'm not going to acknowledge you as whatever. And that's the only thing that I can think of when people are trying to correlate that to slavery or whatever. Like not every person deserves that respect. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to separate the two. Like I can walk into a room and know when my presence is not felt. So guess what? Me not acknowledging you as sir or ma'am is going to let you know that I don't respect you. And that's a touche moment. Like we can walk away like, you know what? I wasn't able to bully him or push over on him because he he called my bluff. Like, nah, like I ain't even gonna respect you in that manner. So I like again, <laughs> if somebody's listening to this, respond back if you if you feel that mannerisms and being able to maneuver and get ahead in life don't go together or you know a different way to do that. Cause I'll give you another example. I'm at my son's practice today and it's like all of these kids is between what ages six and eight or whatever. And I know for a fact that with my son, when I try to give him different pointers and say different things, it comes off as if I'm a a drill sergeant or whatever. So he almost rejects it. And I get it because I was the same exact way with, with my father. So I'm working on trying to figure out how I can communicate some of these things or push him and motivate him to be more competitive out there on the court. So when he's at practice, I don't intervene. If I see him make a mistake or whatever, I wait for his coach to say something. If the coach don't say something, I'm like, look, dude, slide your feet. Or, hey, use the backboard. You too close to the basket to be missing because I know that my child can shoot and make those shots. I see him every day. So it ain't me stepping on the coach's toes or me trying to be a drill sergeant to my son because now I'm going to make it uncomfortable for the coach. I'm going to make it uncomfortable for him. And it's also going to be tongue-tied. It's also going to be uncomfortable for myself. Because now I'm sitting here with these parents and everybody's looking at me yelling and talking crazy. So it's like, again, that's a sign of respect. We paid for him to join this league. So hopefully 
this coach is here to do a job. And the job is to teach these children how to play the game of basketball and have fun. Outside of that, it's my job to ensure that he's doing whatever the coach told him to do. And then I can add my own little twist to it because practice doesn't stop after practice. These are things that you should be working on all the time. And that's what we tell our kids on our team. Just because you walk out of this door at six o'clock doesn't mean you don't have to worry about basketball till you come back in here to the, the, uh, the next day you should be dribbling at home. If you, if you have, the opportunity to watch a game, sit down and watch a game. See, see what you can learn, pay attention to it. Don't wait until you come back in the next day and then expect us to turn water into wine because that ain't how this works. You have to meet us halfway. So with that being said, so many parents are sitting here telling their own children when to shoot, when to not do this and do this and do that. And it's like, you don't even give the coach the opportunity to correct them or, or point them in the right direction. So that again is the lack of respect. And you're teaching these kids not to pay attention to the coach. So now you have a kid that's listening to the crowd, which that's rule number one that you shouldn't be doing. You should never pay attention to what's going on in the crowd because that now you're not focused on the game. When the ball goes up, you should be locked into what's happening in between those lines. If you got time to listen to what's going on in the crowd, then you're not focused. In true story, we actually had a kid Saturday. We're winning, man. We was up like 14, 16 points. And one of the kids on our team, his parents kept saying, shoot the ball, go do this, go do that. And the kid literally had a breakdown in the middle of the court. We had to call timeout. We're like, look, dude, chill out. And he, I swear, he said, but everybody keeps saying my name. Everybody keeps saying my name. And the kids started crying. True story. And I'm like, look, dude, look at the scoreboard. Why are you worried about what other people are saying? Like, you're playing a great game. You're doing everything that we've asked you to do. Don't worry about what's going on in the crowd. And the crazy part is like this child had already scored like six or eight points. So the child was getting shots. He was passing it up the court. He was doing everything that they needed to do to win the game. And we were already winning, but it's like everybody wants their kid to go out here and score 20 so they can go back home and tell everybody at work. And this and it's like, dude, they're, they're fourth graders. <laughs> like your child has a long road ahead. This right here is is meaningless basketball. We're trying to prepare these kids for the next level and instill in them the tools and the necessities that will always be there for when they get to high school or if they get to college. This is the basics. Like, we're starting at the ground level. So if we can get these kids to commit and learn how to dribble with their left hand, Learn how to finish with the uh, left hand on the uh, left hand layup on the left side. Learn how to read the court, dribble with your head up, bounce pass, entry pass. You know what I'm saying? Jump passing lanes. We're giving them all the tools to succeed later in life. Whether you're an athlete or not, like, no, sir. Yes, sir. If you learn to respect your coaches, 
you'll learn to respect your teachers. If you learn to respect your teachers and you go out into the real world, you'll learn to respect your peers. You'll learn to respect whoever you come across in life and you will continue to go up that ladder. But it's like <laughs> you teach your kids not to listen to the coach. You teach your kids not to listen to the teacher because anytime the teacher says something, now here comes the parents up to the school. So if your kid sees your parents talking crazy to your teachers, then what makes you think that your kid going to sit in the classroom and take the teacher serious? So now you're on the, on the flip side of the coin. So now you get out into the real world. You don't have no respect for your coaches. You don't have no respect for your teachers. Now you're sitting in that job. You don't have no respect for any of them people. So you're constantly going back and forth. And I know I'm getting all the way off topic and these are all hypotheticals, but this is just my opinion. It all goes hand in hand when you start talking about how to succeed in this world, because I'm telling you it's kill or be killed. We can all hold hands and hope and pray that one day we'll all be treated as equals and we'll all be whatever. But until that day comes, you've got to learn how to maneuver and survive in this world and get to where you got to get and get on out. And a part of that is learning how to respect people because respect and having manners will take you further in life than people actually know. There's a lot of times where you, you may not be the best candidate for a position, but because you know how to talk because you have manners, you know how to articulate. They're like, you know what? I'm willing to work with this person. These are things that can be learned. I know this person appears to be a, uh, a good whatever because they're able to sit down and talk and relate to people and, and have respect. So I trust them. A part of respect comes with trust, but it's like, if I'm sitting here, nah, bruh, nah, no. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's one thing that we could never say. Don't hit my parents with. Yeah. You might get slapped in your mouth. But depending on how you sit in a room and talk with certain people, they're going to automatically consider you a bad apple. Somebody that they don't want to work with or somebody they don't want to conduct business with or whatever the case may be. And it's like, is it fair? No, because you judging a book by its cover. But you have to understand that now the... Life ain't fair. And I know I'm all the way off track and I'm going to wrap it up here in a little bit because like I said, it's just like you have to be able to respect people in order to get respect. And that's why I was dumbfounded listening to people, especially African-Americans. I ain't going to never teach my kids to say, sir or ma'am and they don't have to. My parents didn't require me to do it. And this and that. it's like <laughs> to each their own, because I'm not in the business of telling somebody how they should raise their kids. Some people may say I'm too hard on my son when he's out there on the basketball court. And actually I had somebody say that to me 
after his game week before last. It's like instead of you constantly talking about what he's not doing, tell him what he is doing. And maybe that'll motivate him to try harder, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I get it. Excuse me. In a picture-perfect world, I understand it. But I also feel like if I don't correct some of his bad habits, then how would he know that it's a bad habit? He'll just continue to do the things that he's doing. And at the end of the day, he's only seven. So if somebody keeps dribbling to the right, because that's what most kids are going to do, they're not even going to use their left hand, then why wouldn't I teach him the concept of sliding over to the right side of the floor and cutting off their strength, which is going to help him get more steals, create more opportunities for his team to get more points, and since he's on top of the 2-3, guess what? If he gets a steal or, or poke the ball out of their hand, there's nobody between him and the basket. That's more points for him. So I'm trying to instill in him that <laughs> if you actually put in a little bit of effort, a little bit of effort and move your feet and work, you don't even have to be selfish because you'll create more opportunities for yourself to score and your team will win. And we'll all go home happy. But going back to the sir, the ma'am, and this and that, throw sports out of it. You walk into a classroom and you're like, hey, my name is blah, 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 blah. And the teacher's like, oh, I miss blah, 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 blah. And when you're sitting there talking and you're able to communicate and you're like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, blah, 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 blah. It may come a day in class where you're really struggling or you need help. You think the teacher ain't going to be more than willing to help you go above and beyond to see you succeed versus a kid that comes in the room and constant controversy, disrespectful when you talk. No type of mannerisms. Stuff like that matters. It may seem small to you. It may come down to uh, our own talk at slave language. But man, we talking about the keys to life. <laughs> you know how many times I done had detention but didn't have to serve it because uh, you're a good student. You're a straight A kid. We know you're not that type of kid. We all have our good days, bad days. Don't worry about coming into detention. <laughs> Those are the perks that come along with it, whether people realize that or not. And like I said earlier, you might sit down in a job interview and because you're able to speak and talk and share your ideas and get your point across and paint pictures with words, somebody might actually give you a position that you may not be qualified for, but guess what? We'll work with you because you seem like a good, genuine person. And that's what it boils down to. Like, this ain't about slave language. Do you have respect for others? And are you a genuine person? And nobody's saying that just because you don't use sir or ma'am that you're not 
genuine. Okay, so please don't twist my words. Like, don't don't twist it. You don't have to say that to come off as a good person. All I'm saying is based on your explanations for why you don't use it. It comes off as you don't you don't have respect for others or you're not that genuine. Like if if you don't have it in you to just. (laughs) Yes, sir. No, ma'am. And I ain't saying on no drill army type. Yes, sir. Sir. Yes, sir. Like, nah, not like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just a regular conversation. Yes, sir. No, sir. I understand. (laughs) It's that simple. Like, it's just conversation, man. That's how you meet and and greet people. Like sometimes I don't understand, but like I said, it ain't, it ain't up for me to preach and tell people how to raise their kids or how to communicate. All I can focus on is me and my own family and my kids know dang well, (laughs) they better Say yes, ma'am. No, sir. You have no idea how many compliments my wife and I get. Complete strangers. Oh my God, your kids are so mannerable. I love their manners. I lo- like that's the biggest compliment that we could ever get. Because I know that if I take my kids and drop them off somewhere and walk away, I ain't got to worry about how they going to act. Ever. Last year they did the uh, vacational Bible school or whatever. And every day we picked them up. Oh my God, your kids are so amazing. And these are with complete strangers. Oh my God, they're so mannerable. They, they listen well. They, they help each other out. They help the classroom out. They do all these things. Like that comes along with home training. So guess what? When they're outside of these walls, they, they reflect and represent our family. No matter where I put my kids at, they going to represent me and my wife. And guess what? I represent my mother. Cause I just told y'all my mother is the same exact way. She was 62 before she passed. And even at 62, she addressed people that was even her own age as yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, sir. And here I am now, 37 years old. I do the same exact thing. And ain't nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. And if people feel that that's a flaw, then something's wrong. Because at the end of the day, I I feel like having manners and having respect for people has gotten me a whole lot further in life than if I didn't have it. Because I sit at my job and I sit in meetings and sit around and, and talk to people now. So imagine if I wasn't able to, to present myself and represent my family and everything else. Like you'll be able to tell that just how I talk amongst my peers and trying to lead meetings and everything else. And it's like at the end of the day, we can't have you speak for this company. We can't help have you representing us because you don't know how to speak. You don't have respect for others. And that's what I'm saying. And after this, I'm, I'm out of here. Like I said, it, I, don't, I didn't want it to be a long episode. It's just, I wanted to put something out there and it's just, it's food for thought. 
because you know we're living in in times where racial tension is high you know what i'm saying like fighting for equality is 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 at a high so tensions and tempers flare difference of opinions you know what i'm saying like people are on edge just by things that people say so the point can go over somebody's head and for you know what it creates controversy and that's not what i'm trying to say nobody's saying that i excuse my language kiss ass or whatever however you view it in my opinion that's not me sucking up to my employers or people that are older than me it's just at the end of the day if i want to be respected as a man as a father as a son then i have to respect other people simple and plain i can't tell my kids not to respect their teachers and then when their teachers are constantly sending them home with bad grades or behavior issues and this and that, then go up there and flip out on the teacher, but then still tell the teacher not to mistreat my child. That right there would solve a lot of issues in the classrooms if people actually really thought about that. Instead of me teaching my kids how to behave and represent me when they're not in my presence, I'm going to send them to school to be bad as hell. And then when everybody else is tired of dealing with them, I'm going to blame the school system for how they turned out later on in life. At some point in time, man, you got to have personal accountability. And again, I'm not saying that any person that doesn't say ma'am or sir and this and that is, uh, bad for society or anything like that. I'm saying that you have to be able to teach your children how to respect others if they want respect in return. And I'm not sure how you're able to do that if you're not able to respect your elders and refer to them as sir or ma'am. So if anybody can explain that to me, the mic is open shoot me a dm shoot me a text whatever you got to do let's talk about it and shout out to everybody that has purchased a hoodie um you can follow my instagram page at the i respectfully disagree podcast that's on ig um my personal instagram is feed me kicks that's kicks with a z and we out I said, I, I hate that it came off that way, but it, you know, I really wanted to go back and forth with Avery. I'm kind of interested in what it is that he has to say, but uh, it was a few people on my personal post that said that they don't say it either. And like I said, the mic is open. I don't want to sit here and, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm boxing them into a corner. And this whole podcast is something where we're all just going to sit here and argue and fight back and forth and agree to disagree because that's not the case. Like, your perspective may enlighten me on something and vice versa. Like use this as an opportunity for us to learn and get better and open those lines of communi uh, communication. And that's how you make the world a better place. <laughs> I'm sounding like Michael Jackson right now. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but anyways, man, shout out to everybody that has supported me from day one. Um, we're getting close to that episode of uh, that 100th episode. Got a few more things that I got to get lined up to try to start this YouTube channel. I've, I've really been procrastinating on it, and that's my own fault. Because like I said, we're we getting here, and I, I got to get 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 to the grind of it all, man. And uh, like I said, this year I want to do uh, more support the homie episodes. Different people got a lot of things going on. Um, go follow Chuck, his health page. My um, guy Dante, he has the established uh, clothing line. Uh, shout out Huddy, he's got Life's Journey. Shout out my guy Mari. He has the um, nonprofit organization, Sowing Seeds with Faith. Shout out Mario. He's got his podcast. My therapist made me do it. Um, shout out E and his wife, uh, Lady Lawrence Kitchen with the cooking. Uh, shout out to my cousin Shaquita. Saw where she's starting to do photography and stuff now. Like I got so many friends and family that's doing so many different things. If I left you out, please don't be angry. Everybody will have an opportunity. I'm going to try to get everybody's stuff out as much as I possibly can. Soon as we realize that it's not a competition and we are here to help each other, the better off we'll all be at the end. Um, real quick, I'm glad I said that too. Shout out to my cousin Grip. He's been on the podcast a few times. He's got um, business and stuff that he's doing with, I don't want to, I'm not familiar with dogs and all of that. So they're bullies, French bullies or something. I don't want to mess it up, but he's getting ready to launch a podcast and the YouTube and all of that, all that's in the makings. So once that gets up and running, I'll be able to shout all that out and peace and blessings, man. We out. Toasted, yeah. no competition. Amisha Coasting. Yeah. I feel so high, I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amisha Coasting. I feel so live, and I know why that I can't deny. Amisha Coasting. Goody, fine wine, fools, mock liquor. Wish me I'm high class.